Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast and welcome to episode 203. My name's Gary. I'm one of your co-hosts on Spark of Rebellion. And welcome to the last episode, in fact, of 2023. It has to be the last, really, because it's the uh, it's one of the last weeks that we're on. We're going to take a week off next week, because that's what we do. Christmas and New Year, got to do that. There are some people that podcast all throughout the year, sure, sure, every week without fail. Fair play to them, I say. But there's far too much alcohol to be consumed and Star Wars stuff to be watched over the crimbo period so we're going to do that so no episode next week i think we're back the week after that might have another i don't know we'll see we'll let you know just keep an eye on the old x falling under twitter we'll let you know what's going on but welcome anyway 203 i well, hope you've had a cracking week a good star wars week uh, we've not got much news to go through we've got a couple of little things to mention that have been kicking about in the news but then we're going to just waffle about some cool stuff that we've that we've seen heard watched read this week our top three moments and then we'll We'll try and get the crystal ball out and see if we're going to have any cool moments for next year. So my name's Gary, one of your hosts, and my co-host, I'm going to bring him on now, it's the guy that throughout 2023 has pretty much owned all of the podcast intros. If you listen to his other podcast about golf, yeah, he's got a really cool one. Uh, golf, the fair play way, the fair way, the fair play way. Really good podcast, actually. Really, really good. Uh, does the intros on air as well? I think if you want to do a podcast with Mark, just get him on just for the intros, really. After that, tune off. But yeah, really good. It's Mark, Mark, Mark Asquith. Put my teeth in. How you doing, dude? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I You're do the intro on a lot of that stuff, don't I? Forgot about that. But Way better time, than me. Yeah. It's a time zone thing as well. The, one of the hosts is like West Coast, Jay, and you're like, geez. Well, we've all been there doing West Coast interviews from the UK. Like Sometimes you just can't make it fit. And uh, a lot of the people we have on. So, yeah, I sometimes do a bit of that stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Got some Star wars stuff. We've got that new show, Nerd Podcast show, dropping tomorrow. It's it's How Old One, where you're you're on there, episode one, aren't you? Return of the Jedi. Um, of course. Yep. Might stick that in the old Spark Rebellion feed, That just that one episode, you know? Yeah, do that. That'd be good, because I think our Star Wars listener would appreciate a Star Wars-themed mm episode from that podcast it's a cracking podcast dude when um when mark first mentioned that to me ages ago now i think about a year ago mm. maybe longer he's like dude i've got this idea for a podcast me mint and of course you know i knew it would be it's the podcast guy in it <laughs> the british podcast guy in fact it bloody took it took ages though to do it because i did it all like i just went through it all and you saw everything out but it's like a five episode mini series but my, my goal was one season per year. And even that's a struggle because it's like, fucking our life, man. But, uh, you know, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting it out. The episode that we did on Return of the Jedi is really, really good. Um, so it's celebrating and almost like being a bit shocked by the fact it's 40 years old. But yeah, I'll stick it in the feed for Spark Rebellion so anyone listening to this uh, can get that. But what else do we do? Man of Steel, Dark Knight, Superman, the movie in Jurassic Park, all with big oh. birthdays in 23. Um, Cracking. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do another one next year because guess what? Next year, mate, Phantom Menace is 25. So that's one, isn't it? There's your first one. There's your first one. Done. So we'll be yep. doing that. Big cool. time. I'm going to stick it in now while you're talking. 25 years, bloody hell. So anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a very cool 
concept for a podcast. I'm not going to give too many spoilers because it's not just the usual let's review an old movie. It's not that. It's uh, it's it's very very cool. So, uh, well, yeah, that's a good idea. Drop the first episode in. On I'm the going to put it and in just, on Christmas yeah. Christmas Day as a little Christmas gift. Oh, and then I'm going to take it back out of our feed on <laughs> uh, Friday the fifth of January. So you've got 12 days to listen to the Return of the Jedi deep dive hour and a half episode in this feed. And then it's going to go to, um, it will be in the It's Our Old feed. So just search your podcast app for that, for that and the other episodes. But a uh, little yeah, Christmas, Christmas yeah. release. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, make sure you go and check out the other episodes. So go and check it out and, and follow that. Because I'm sure you'll absolutely do another season, dude. Oh yeah, I've already got some so. plans for that one. What have I written down? Let's have a look. Phantom Menace. Um, Batman, 89, is 35 years old. Next year. Yep. Guess what else? Karate Kid is 40 years old. Huh? It's depressing in a way. Dude, Bloody it's hell. wild. <laughs> it's depressing. Isn't it? It's like all these films that we enjoyed when we were younger that are now just older than some of our friends. Yeah. That's mad. Younger than a lot of them as well. Some of our colleagues got a young dad at work. He doesn't even know. He doesn't. He doesn't get how great seeing those films for the first time were. He's just sure. on. T- he's on TikTok and all that now, isn't it? It's all that now, isn't it? Yeah. So I watched um, approximately sixty percent of this film the other day. What are you doing the other time? Well, I have my phone out. Oh, that's Insta- shocking! That in it, we're all shit for that. Mm. What's happening? Don't know. Actually, dude, that's that's a that's almost. Um, a yardstick, if you like, for how good something is, in my opinion. If I'm sitting there watching something, film, TV, whatever, and I reach for my phone, that's like a you know a good indicator that it's pretty boring, or I'm just not feeling it. So the old phone comes out. A bit of Insta and TikTok. Maybe Slack for work during the day, who knows? Screw that. Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. But yeah, dude, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. Like kids, like viewing... Like you think of how viewing habits have changed since we were younger like when we were younger i remember on a saturday morning bowl of cereal cup of tea my mum could not get a word out of me like cartoons in the morning things like that you know i just glued to it and then going to the cinema and watching films at home just absolutely yeah but nowadays everything's catch up everything's on demand everything's just you sort of dip in and out more than anything rather than just sit there and unless it's a cracking film unless it's an absolute belter you just sort of dip in and out viewing, really. You don't really watch stuff properly. And I think also, like, the choice. We had so much choice. Uh, we have just so much choice now. Whereas before, like, I was on about this the other day with Dot. She's two. Um, and she was like, what are you on about? She didn't say that. She can't say that. But she was just thinking, probably, Dad, what are you talking about? Who cares whether you watched Aladdin 50 times and wore the tape out? You know what I mean? It was like, that's what you did. You had your videos and you know, whatever. And we were like DVD and Blu-ray at Rage. We were probably like, what, 17, 18? Yeah. So yeah. we were videos and you only had the videos that you had or you'd record something and smash the crap out of it on TV. Um, so you'd never, like you'd never log on to Netflix and look at all this massive library and be just completely paralyzed by choice. It was just, oh, go on then, stick Star Wars on. Or at Christmas, that was what came up on, on this, it's how old recording. For me, it was like stick Return of the Jedi on because I recorded it at Christmas because it was just for some reason Return of the Jedi was always the one that I remember being on. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, same. But now it's like, ah, oh, what do you fancy? I don't know, 20 minutes looking. Uh, I can't, uh, can't really find anything. You know? Oh, mate. It's all the things that uh, that we I went through in my early days of like learning UX and UI design, everything like that. One of the things that you went through is, especially for e-commerce stuff, is that if you just plaster too many options and too many things at once, you end up pe- people just like, oh, I can't be bothered to look through all of this. <laughs> I just want to be signposted to the thing or the things that I want to see. Um, what that I think that I want to see. So now it's all coming around in like other mediums as well. Like now on your TV, you have just like, like you said, I can't, there's been a few times actually, YouTube as well, where you just grab the remote, you're like swiping and swiping. Like, yeah, fancy a bit of that. And then even the thing that you've set out to watch, you get to that and you think, oh, I don't know. There's this other thing over here. But also for me, it's like a, an yeah. age thing as well. So in trip, but it's like, uh, for me, it's like an age thing. It's like, fucking hell, it's half eight. Do I not put a film on? <laughs> you, you weigh up the you weigh up how much time you've got left mm. before you're going to be asleep yeah like the perfect film is an hour and a half yeah. long but the <laughs> films aren't an hour and a half long unless they're like you know fucking bad grandpa or some shit that you're clearly not going to watch <laughs> yeah when you were younger like in my 20s and stuff it was like 11 p.m yeah i'll oh, watch that three hour film be up in the morning easy mm. no worries and now it's like oh probably be asleep by about 11 20. yeah Start winding Tops. down at 10. <laughs> is that an episode of The Bad Batch? Or is that Gladiator? I don't know. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, you end up bi- that's why you end up binging stuff. Like, we watched Beef on Netflix, and it was like, one more. How long is it? Half an hour. Go on, then. Be a late yeah. night, and it's like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, so many relatable things here, man. Like, me and the missus did that with Stranger Things when the last season dropped. Then they were long episodes of, mm. I think, like an hour and a half. And we were like, oh, we should probably space this out a bit. Just enjoy it. Because we're just, we're not going to remember the last one because we'd be asleep. Oh, should watch it though, shouldn't we? It is really good. Yeah. Let's watch it tomorrow. Yeah. It'd be all right. Nah, stick it on now. I want to see what happens. So yeah, like viewing habits and the way people watch stuff is so crazy these days. Mm. And uh, it's funny how Star Wars plays a, not plays a role, but how that fits into that. Because the stuff that they've done on, on Disney Plus has, has varied a little bit, hasn't it, with you either, do you drop the whole thing as one mm-hmm. thing? Do you drop it all and you binge watch it? Or do you let it go like a week on week mm-hmm. and just see how people react to it? Because they did that with Mandalorian, right? Where mm-hmm. Did they drop the first two episodes or was that Andor? I can't remember. They I think the they've first always two. dropped the first two of everything, apart from right, like right. the ones that they dropped in, in their entirety, like Tales of the Jedi or whatever. Yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. And then you just... It just it provides a little bit of ah oh, that playground chatter for mm. next week, right? It's like what's going to happen with next week, and it, you look forward to it a bit more. So I'm in two minds about the whole binge thing as well because with Star Wars stuff, we're so eager as fans, right? We just want it all. Like you give me all the Star Wars things, and then you binge it, and then it's like, well, now I've got nine months to wait mm. for instead of having seven months to wait mm. because they spaced it out over twelve weeks or whatever. It's now like oh shit got nine months to wait now to the next thing could have had seven months if we spaced it out so yeah it's a funny thing though like imagine getting the daredevil on netflix weekly that would have been shockingly bad (laughs) wouldn't it and not because daredevil's bad i love daredevil but it just been shit (laughs) you know the fact that you could binge it was amazing and that almost had i'm pretty sure that had like 20 odd episodes that was like old syndicated tv level of episode count it wasn't like a She-Hulk or whatever else, or an Andor or an Ahsoka or Mando, 12 episodes, tops, yeah? 70 mile an hour tops. It was very, 
it was very old school broadcast TV, mm. but just dropped all in one. Because there were like 45 minute episodes, 22 in a season, big, deep storylines. And that's such a rarity these days. But I don't know if I'd have given a crap about that had it come out weekly. Because I'd have been like, oh, fucking hell, what a pain in the ass this is. 22 weeks of this. That's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, I read you. I think it depends on the quality. My opinion is, on stuff that comes out weekly, it depends on the quality of the cliffhanger. Always, yeah. And the, the episode, it's like Every Smallville, time. isn't it? The episode can be shocking, freak of the week, and then something happens and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's why 24 was so good, because every week was just like, bang, 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 and you're like, damn you, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, mate. So those those types of programs where you've got that um, good good or bad episode for the bulk of it, if the last five minutes is fire, mm. then that's really cool. It's, they used to do it years ago with um with the X Files as well. Yeah, they did. Now the X yeah the X Files is one of those programs where, as we all know, it's um it's a combination of like main story arc episodes mixed in with like monster of the week kind of things but even some of those monster of the week things you'd have like this little line of dialogue and you think oh that's a that's a deep throat thing not being rude yeah that's all you need that's though a, isn't it there's the, that little the throwaway line not the deep throat yeah yeah yeah. well yeah sometimes yeah i mean yeah and then that that even then that makes you think oh next week what's gonna happen next week because they mentioned that thing and that's really cool and then they don't mention it the week after and you think what's going on and the week after it's back into the arc stuff oh smallville was that like i always use it as an example that was the worst for that and the best, it was like, you know, here's a girl that's manifested some powers that are like, she can, you know, she can turn into a football boot. <laughs> <laughs> and Lex is like, I need to fucking get hold of that. Why? Random. Just because I need to get, if someone's going to monopolize football boots, it's going to be me, Lex Luthor, right? And then Clark's like, sometimes you got to embrace your inner football boot and just let things go. And powers aren't all they're cracked up to be. And then you're like, this has been shite. And then, zhush, like, Bart Allen turns up, off. And you're like, you shits. <laughs> like, I hated this yeah. episode. It was crap, crap, crap. But I'll see you next week. <laughs> you know, that's how they do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, and Star Wars doesn't really do that too much, does it? <clears throat> because when you're watching through something like Ahsoka or, I don't know, even The Mandalorian, it's almost like the opposite is true. It's like we're we're looking for those things, aren't we? It's like with other shows, like back in the day, like, I don't know, uh, X-Files and Smallville and stuff. Just like you said, out of nowhere, you'll be this, this thing will, will happen and you'll be like, shit, what's going to happen with that? With Star Wars, it's like they'll do that bit of fan service thing where they'll mention something from another, from one of the films or a book or something. But then there's nothing, literally nothing happens from it. Like it's just there for the sake of, it's like, oh, they mentioned Windu in that. Oh, yeah. Is he back then? No, 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 no. They just mentioned mm. it, you know, and the yeah. whole fandom just loses its mind. And like, that's when we go into the whole, you know, the the the, the disc videos for things like Doomcock and everything, where it's like they make a whole 60-minute video out of it. But it used to be back in the day, you actually, you, you had that, you had that fan service, a bit of reference or whatever. And then literally at the end of the episode, it was like, ah, now I understand. Like that thing that happened sort of comes true comes around full circle but star wars man they're a, they're a bastard for it like they'll mention it and you think is that is that is that a thing that's going to come back is it i think no it was just a 
it was just a reference among a million others. Yeah, it's true that but, as well. You know, and I, I often wonder if that's to do with the streaming age as well, now that they've got out of the 22 episode commissions for TV shows. Although I think the Daredevil one's going to be like 14, 15. That's going to be like one of the biggest seasons that anything's that, that's been done on Disney Plus uh, in terms of Marvel and Star Wars. But um, I just wonder if it's because it's like an eight to 12 episode run. But I think a lot of the time as well, like, if you think about Andor and even Ahsoka, you get all the knobheads online. Oh, that was just a filler episode. That was crap. It's too slow. And if you watch Sopranos, man, nothing happens. But it's still That's mint. True. It's like, it's yeah. something, I don't know why I like this. Nothing's happened, but it's still the best thing I've ever watched. And a lot of the time, I think, you're so used to like spectacle that you forget that characters exist. So now they've got these eight episodes to do, like, say, for example, Andor. Terry, Terry Gillum, you know, really well written. But it's not pew, 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 lightsaber, laser sword, magic wizards. It's like, okay, let's actually be people. Um, and tell the story in a very concise way. But yeah, people complain that it's still slow. When it's not slow, it's just telling a story that, you know, is moving at a pace that suits the story. And it's such a weird like dichotomy because you've got people that, if there was no substance to it, and there was only eight episodes, they'd be like, oh shit, I needed 12 episodes for that one. Or why is there too much action? Or why is this happening? And then when they go, all right, we're going to trim the fat. We're going to throw a few Easter eggs in. You know, it's like the Andor is a great example of this. We'll throw a few Easter eggs in, but we're not going to get beat up for fan service on this one. And then all the fans mm. are like, well, this is shit because it's too slow and there's no fan service. And you're like, just, it's, it's a... I don't know. You almost don't appreciate what you've got until it's gone. Like, you're never going to get Sopranos again. There will never be syndicated 22 episodes of one-hour TV shows that are the norm. Yeah, that, that does happen still, but certainly not like it used. Mm. Everything. Like, for me, the heyday was like, oh, five or six or seven. Lost, House, Smallville, Supernatural. Um, they were all 22 episodes at an hour each. And now they're just... If you did that, the fans would be like, what's this filler shit? But then when yeah. it's condensed down, they're like, I don't like that. It's either too fast. It's either too slow. It's telling too much. It's not telling enough. Like, it's almost <laughs> the embarrassment of riches means everyone's the critic now. You know what I mean? Deep, mate. That's deep. Yeah, I'm a deep guy. Yeah. Yeah. Depth. Yeah, there are some exceptions to that sometimes. Um it, the, uh, I think it was last year. Was it last year? Year before we had that new Superman series drop. I think that was about 21, 22 episodes, I think. And very little filler as well in that one. Dude, that was re I really enjoyed that. You know, I need to watch the second season of that. In fact, I've seen the first couple of episodes of that. I have to carry second on. Second season's great. The third season should be coming out on iPlayer pretty soon. It's on the CW. Um, yeah. If you wanted to fire your VPN up. But... Um, isn't that the last as well? That's the last CW superhero thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think that they're because they've they've guys have to give them their dues. The last 10, 15 years, they've crushed it in the whole uh, not low budget, but you know, non feature film DC stuff. Yeah, starting with um, was it Arrow was the first one I think. Yeah, that was off. like immediately post Smallville, wasn't it? A year after Smallville came out. That's it. Yeah, and it took a different kind of approach to um, the whole DC thing. Because I think Smallville was a little bit, um, uh, it was a bit soft. Oh, it was bubblegum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a little bit soft, whereas Arrow, when kicked all that, that a bit darker, wasn't it? That 
tuned into the more of the whole uh i guess you could say more more akin to the comic stories and stuff you know yeah it was like the the mike grell green arrow it wasn't the you know yeah. big bowl look at my little cheeky beard i'm gonna hit you with a boxing glove <laughs> arrow it was shit's yeah. gonna go down mike grell mm-hmm. vibe you know it was it was dirty and it's uh it was sort of funny because that Superman series is not bubblegum and it like the budget on that one and the effects are pretty damn good, man. Yeah. Good soundtrack to work to as well. Mm. Really nice soundtrack. Yeah. I do think it's the best but, Superman out there and it's, um, I think it's one of those things that like Star Wars can learn a little bit from that as well in that it, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't pander to the comics in that, you know, it's not like a, here's a John Byrne version. Here's a, um, Kurt Swan version or a whatever Ed Brubaker or a Grant Morrison version it's just we'll take all the best bits and then they seem to have like taken the style of bad guys that really worked well in the 90s like Bruno Mannheim he's a freaking gangster what's he going to do against Superman and that's the that's I don't know it's like where the movies have struggled it's like mm. how do you put this Superman guy against these guys just normal people and it works but then you've got like from a Star Wars perspective it's like you've either got Jedi, Jedi, Jedi versus other Jedi versus Sith versus mega power laser sword wizard shit. Or you've not. You know? Yeah. You've got like Andor yeah. and Boba Fett Andor. and mm-hmm. and 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 like even Mando to a degree. And I think Mando's the only thing that's been able to straddle both lines. Like he's a, he as a character is as, as entertaining fighting against Ahsoka as he is Cobb Vanth with a, a blaster. Um and I just, I don't know, it just feels like Star Wars can learn a few lessons from that kind of show that they're doing with Lois and uh, Superman and Lois. In that, like, it's it's rarely, um, it's rarely the specifics that matter as such. It's more about, like, what are the characteristics that make a good version of Star Wars or Superman? And, like, how do you take them and enhance them and put your own spin on it and modernize them and whatever. And it just feels like they get it a little bit wrong. Like with Rise of Skywalker, it was just, well, we'll just go back and we'll we'll just do this thing. And Palpatine's Palpatine. And then, <laughs> and, and sort of like with Book of Boba Fett, you know, they just forgot what it was that made Star Wars and Boba Fett interesting. Like they just seem to yeah. forget that. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think also part of the not the whole solution, but part of the solution is to get someone on board who just knows the stuff inside and out. That's not someone that you've hired to, um, to quote unquote, fix things or to, to take things in a new direction, whatever. If we think about Filoni, we've been saying, you and I haven't been saying for years, just get Filoni involved in the fucking films. Just get someone like that. Who's who clearly with the arrow stuff. And then, through so I don't know if he was involved in Arrow, but certainly some of the other CW shows and definitely Superman. It was Jeff Johns that was exec producer and writing some of that stuff. And he's he's written some of the best DC stuff in terms of like your non-mainstream Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. So he'd like the the Green Lantern run that he did and the 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 Arrow, Green Arrow stuff and some of the Superman stuff has been some of the best comics ever written for those characters in the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, whatever. So you get someone like that involved who knows, you know, intimately what's going on with that stuff. And you end up with, you know, there's a reason why all these superhero shows have done really well and lasted this long on the CW. Because 
we know that um, you know any type of C, uh, TV stuff is savage, right? In terms of viewing figures and stuff like that, there's things that have been cancelled after one season. You think, hold on, that wasn't too bad, but like execs are ruthless. It's like if we don't get X amount of viewing figures, whatever, you know, we're done. So there's a reason why all those shows have lasted so long on the CW because the quality of the storytelling and the characters are for the most part pretty good. Um, they're not, you know, it's not like, and it was, it came of, it sort of came to a head, didn't it, when we had the whole Flash thing where, did you and I speak about this years ago, where it was like, are they going to use um, the TV version of the Flash in the Justice League film when that was coming up? And were we going to see Arrow in it, you know, um, Stephen, what's his name? Um, because those are the characters that have, who have, like giving us the best stories in terms of, you know, being uh, a bit of a deep dive into pulling out some of the best bits from the comics, some new stuff that the writers have pushed in there. And you just have this nice well-rounded character because you've got these guys that have wrote the comics for years and know what they're doing. And then you see like the Justice League film and you see those characters and you think, fuck, you know, like what's, what's going on? There's no, like the brains at the top of the, at the top of the tree. They don't look at that stuff. They just think like, "What? Well, how many dollars is that? How many dollars is that? You know, so with Star Wars, you're absolutely right. I think they could learn from that because you have the people like, I don't know, we, we ingest, have a go at Kath, you know, we just mock in, you know, the community, you know, in a way, but there are people at the top of the, you know, around the table that are like, well, it's going to cost this amount of dollars to do. Are we going to see this return? You know, dollars, dollars, dollars. And then you've got other people like Filoni that are like, yeah, I get that. You know, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I know how it works, but we still got to tell a really good story. So we'll do that. So I think by with Star Wars, that's probably the first step is to get somebody like Filoni in the in the camp doing that stuff. And yeah, it's um and other things that Star Wars can learn as well is uh, planning out their schedule just a bit better. You know, we've we've waxed on that so many times, dude. It's uh, maybe next year we'll see something different because it is a bit cautious for next year. It's different, isn't it, to other years? Yeah, it's a funny old situation with them. I think it's like to the point about getting the people that write other stuff. I think Kevin Smith mentioned it years ago. It's like just get these guys writing the TV shows or the, the movies and then, yeah, get a director that's really bloody good at movies and get someone that can develop a screenplay or a script from an idea from a screenplay, from a, a pitch. But let these guys do the damn pitch, you know, because mm. this is what they know. They know this. And um, it, it always it always amazes me, but certainly post-Lucas, you know, take everything Lucas has done. Um, no one else was really going to write a movie while he was there. Because he's Lucas, is what he does. Mm. Um, now... You know, if like if, if you're not if you're gonna write a throne movie, let fucking Timothy Zahn have a say. Do you know what I mean? Just let him go. Throne won't do that. Throne would do this, or he'd think like this, and he'd be that. Especially with Throne, because the character is a thinker. And let Filoni have his say, like we've seen with things like Ahsoka. Because then what you do, you end up with you're always gonna annoy some people, right? Star Wars fans in particular are assholes mostly. Like we just are. And <laughs> it's true and like they complain about everything there's not enough extended universe stuff expanded universe stuff oh there's too much Marjorie didn't wear shoes like that you know oh really you know every pair of shoes she's got do you dickhead get off Facebook 
Get back to your mum's basement. And the the point is that, you know, if you can, pl not placate, but if you can satisfy as many people as possible, it's only going to be better for your bottom line, right? And the way to do that is to, like, consult the people that have been satisfying the bell ends for the last 30 years. You know, so get, mm. get, get Claudia Gray to just pitch in. To just pitch in. Like, Claudia, here you are. I know you're in here for a meeting. Have a quick scan at this for us. And, you, and that's all it takes. You know what I mean? Charles Soule, mm. get him to have a look. Does this feel like a, would Yoda do this? Would he approach it like this? What do, everything that you've written about the character that's been so well received, does this track? Yeah. And it's only yeah. little things. I just, especially when you've got a story group that's so widely varied and so broad and, you know, there's a story group that exists. There's, the High Republic was touted as this massive cross-media phenomenon. Like, a book and some comics. Really? Like, it's great stuff, but if it's cross-media, let's be cross-media and let's let everyone pitch in for that one. So I just, you know, Filoni got Ahsoka and it worked. You know, obviously everyone whines about certain things, but I feel like the whining about Ahsoka was far less than we've seen across everything else because... Filoni got it. He's one of the few fortunate people that has got foots in all camps at Star Wars by the sounds of it, and especially in his new role. He just, he gets the characters, he gets the Clone Wars, he gets the Jedi, he gets how Luke works, he gets Anakin, he gets all that stuff. And now he's got a say. But the second you, like I said, you, the second you bring in someone like Thrawn, there's always the risk of it feeling like a different character. And we've seen it before in Rebels. Very smart, well-written character. Is he as ruthless as the books, even the more recent books, is he as tactile? Is he as strategic, as thoughtful, as as long game focused? No, he's not. Because he's a different writer. So yeah, I just I just feel like that they they have masses of opportunity to avoid like the rise of Skywalker again. You know? And mm, the, the proof yeah. will be in these new movies, I think, because doesn't matter what Star Wars does in books, in games, in TV. They are literally judged on the movies. That is it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it comes with a sense of irony as well, I think. This whole thing around um, not having the writers pitch in and at least do a, a, a scan of it, like you said. Because one of the things that, uh, that blew up with The Rise of Skywalker, wasn't it, was the whole, oh yeah, go and enjoy the film. You'll absolutely love the film. It's probably the best Star Wars film we've made. But loads of things that we not we don't explain in the film. So go and buy this book, read that, and then you'll get the film. Then you'll probably enjoy it more, and then it'll you know it'll be amazing for years to come. So there's a sense of irony there where they're they're kind of pushing fans as well to go and read other stuff and play games and stuff. Then you'll get like oh, oh you know a wider view of the of the galaxy and what's going on. But then it's very it's a little siloed thing with making those films sometimes. Who's who knows? Who knows that you you know JJ might have got somebody on and said, "Look, have a look at this script for you." I honestly, I man, it, that's hitting. all it needed, isn't it? It's like Dave, yeah, have a yeah, gander at Dave. this old shag. <laughs> know what this is? Have a look, because there would have been a few things. It'd have just been like, "Well, that don't work," you know. And and you, you just mm. got to think he would have probably done something to be like, "Well, what about let's." All right, ideas sound, but how do we bring Palpatine back? How do we connect this to this? And that just feels like that was the missed thing. But you're right about the 
the books, it feels like the expanded universe and even the books that we've had like Brotherhood, Master and Apprentice, um, even like some of the stuff like the Lost Stars stuff and, and, and like Rise of Red Blade and all that sort of stuff, they weren't, you didn't have to read them to enjoy anything else. They were just there if you wanted to and they added to the story, whereas something like Rise of Skywalker needed, because it was such a mess, it needed you to read Shadow of the Sith or whatever it was called, the, the Luke Skywalker one. Um, because there was no supporting media, there was nothing, it didn't come from the back of any of the other films. So it's sort of this, yeah, it's sort of this pivot, this turn, this this change where it's like, okay, with this particular thing, like you said, we have to read the books. And you shouldn't, the books should be supplemental or standalone. They shouldn't ever be yeah. required reading, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, defo, dude. And that's how it should be, really. Like all these other things that, like if there's a if there's a, a young and that's gone and uh, gone to see a Star Wars film at the cinema and it's their first Star Wars film, they should be left with a feeling of, I really like that and I really like those characters and that location or whatever. I'm gonna go and seek out some other stuff because you know, like you said, it supplements that. They shouldn't come out of the cinema thinking, "What did I just see?" Like, I kind of get that, and I kind of get that bit, but I have no clue why they were there or what was happening with that. You shouldn't come out of the cinema feeling that way. And um, yeah, with the Rise of Skywalker, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Because you came out thinking, uh, "I don't know if," like on first viewing, it was like, "I don't know if that was any good or not." Like, I'm I'm hyped because I've just seen a Star Wars film and I'm kind of, you know, in the moment sort of thing. And you get carried away with that stuff sometimes and you think, oh, you know, and he's calmed down a little bit. And then you, the dust settles, you're like, okay, that was shit. <laughs> and then you think, okay, well, why is it, you know, if, you, if, if you're not a Star Wars fan, you know, too die hard, then you don't give a shit anyway. It's just like, oh, that was a crap film. But if like us, you're like, why was that shit? Why, why, why didn't that connect or do that? And then it's like, oh, okay. Okay, because you've crammed four, you know, three or four movies into one film for a start. And then there's also this other stuff. Let's not get into it. But yeah, it's, um, the books play, a, 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 I, in our opinion, I guess you shared this, but the books play a vital role in fleshing out a lot of stuff, but that it shouldn't be required reading to enjoy the feature films. I don't think. No, I agree, man. I agree totally. And it's, um, yeah. it should just be extra enjoyment for the fans. And that's how you get people to become fans is that it expands what they know as opposed to like blackmailing them for the story. You know, give us your money and we'll tell you the rest. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we've waffled on a bit there. Back to our original point half an hour ago. Check out Mark's new podcast. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. We're going to drop it in the feed and then go look. It's how old? Question mark, exclamation mark. Go and... Go and seek it out. So we're going to finish up this episode with a little bit of a review. A look back on 2023 and then a look forward with some stuff that we're looking forward to. So we'll give our top three. Let's do that. Let's obviously do the, the 2023 stuff. So our top three moments for Star Wars. You can go first, dude. What's your what's your number one? Um, I have got three. Wrote them down. Um, it's a toss up, a but I'm going to just pip it. I'm going to edge it because it was a bigger a bigger body of continued work. What I mean is it's not just a fleeting couple of moments. Um, 
I'm going to give it to the old Rise of the Red Blade book. That was number one for me. Massive, massive surprise. Okay. Um, how good that was. Number two is very, very close, but I'll let you do your number one. But yeah, for me, the best thing about Star Wars this year overall has been that Rise of Red Blade. And it does pain me a little bit to say that when you know what number two is. Okay. So I knew that we would double up on stuff. So just to uh, just to say that Rise of the Red Blade was my number three. Oosh. So I'll, I'll get that out of the way. Number three. My number one was um, nothing to do with watching a film or reading a book or anything. My number one was Star Wars Celebration mm -hmm. in April that we went down to for... Uh, for that two-day thing. So not because I was with you. Probably. For a couple of days and having some beers and mm. doing that stuff. Nothing to do with that. It was uh, just being around other Star Wars fans and uh, soaking all that up. And uh, it's it's really weird being at a Star Wars event um, that's run by Lucasfilm and stuff like that. It feels very different to your everyday sort of Comic-Con sort of thing. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a very different event. And while it wasn't... A like, we didn't come away thinking oh my god we have to pre-book for next year straight away it was still really cool just to hang out and, and be around you know see at a distance some of the people in the show and see some interviews and do a bit of shopping and stuff and just yeah so that was very cool celebration in april what's your number two well, celebration was my number three um mainly because we we got to meet obviously anakin and uh obi-wan and uh Polo. so Definitely, definitely. That was my number three. Um, my number two was just the the love and return of Anakin, and that's that's. I went with Rise of Red Blade just because it was it was the biggest surprise for me of how good it was, and it was just one of those. Wow, okay, where did that come from? Um, but the Anakin stuff, we knew it was happening, so I, I put it number two because I absolutely loved it, but it wasn't a surprise if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so my number two was Hayden back hey. as uh, <laughs> as Anakin and Vader in in Ahsoka and, and seeing all that stuff. It's um, it really was a treat to see him. I know we saw him back briefly in in Obi Wan as Vader and stuff, but we didn't really see much in the way of um, you know, like the 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 animated style Anakin is probably the best way to put it that we saw in Ahsoka with those flashbacks and the world between worlds and all that you know weird stuff it was so cool to see him back yeah it was in you know and they did it pretty well they did pretty well uh and then so yeah so my number three was was rise of the red blade so we've literally um, got the same three in different orders different orders yeah so um yeah no spoilers on that book because it is fairly recentish mm. but it's if anyone's not read that yet then you have to read it it's it, it's enthralling and heartbreaking and it, it's just a real it's just a cracking book, man. It's so good. So uh, get that read. So looking forward then to 2024. This is a tough one for me because uh, thanks to it's a, a double-edged sword. <laughs> In the old days when Lucasfilm did the whole big reveal, I could have picked from 20 things. <laughs> now you don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, now it's like the crying wolf. It's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> It's probably a 2027 thing, so I don't want to put it in. But anyway, um, uh, over to you again, dude. Number one for next year. The thing I'm looking forward to the most next year, I think, is Tales of the Jedi Season 2. Because they'll drop it all together, and Tales of the Jedi Season 1 really... It did, it did exactly what we said about the books. It filled some gaps that I didn't even know I wanted to fill in. 
and they were really well done. The, the Dooku stuff, the Yaddle stuff, the Ahsoka stuff in particular. Um, it just, it took the characters and added a few different layers to each of the ones that it covered. So yeah, it, Tales of the Jedi Season 2 for me, dude. Interesting. Slid a little animated one in there. Okay. My number one is The Acolyte. Disney Plus TV show. That's my number two. That's your number two. So The Acolyte, yeah, I think we're both in agreement that that's probably going to be the most interesting of all the Disney Plus stuff so far. Um, outside of some, something like The Mandalorian, where you saw a bunch of new stuff, like you said earlier, straddles that fan servicey thing, but also doing things that we've not seen in Star Wars before. It's, um, but I think The Acolyte is going to, everything's going to be um, up in the air for to how you approach that. Because we've seen so little in the way of sort of deep stories for the Sith. And again, like you, you nailed it earlier, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans, it's like, we want Jedi, 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 all these things. And uh, so I think that's going to be an interesting take. And I hope that does that. I hope that, that, that lands well, dude. That'd be a massive disappointment if that flops. I hope not, man. Because it, yeah, sounds interesting. Um, so the uh, Yakalax, you're number yeah, two. Yeah, for all the same reasons. Very okay. Sithy, very... It feels like he's got an opportunity to tell a story that we want to see um, with because of where it's set and how it's set with just enough tie to the things that we're familiar with to be interesting enough from that perspective to be like, oh, okay, right, okay. But where it can stand enough on its own to tell a really interesting story. So I'm, I'm, it's rare that things are set in those kind of perspectives in Star Wars. I think Andor's the only one I can think of that's adjacent to everything but isn't reliant on everything um so that yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah. that's why that's why i'm excited for that one totally yeah i see that mate uh, my number two is the video game star wars outlaws oh, i forgot about that i i think that has the th th this one's on a knife edge if i'm being honest with you i think this one has the potential to be brilliant because um Again, like we've just said, it's it's telling a, a a story that's in a familiar setting and time frame, but with it's not. I don't think it's going to rely on the whole Skywalker stuff and everything that's going on for that to be successful. And it's a new character, so we've got some new stuff in there, but it's going to be familiar. So I I think that has a potential anyway to be an amazing game. I think that's I think Jedi Survivor almost got there with the open world stuff. It's more kind of. Um, open areas more than anything else but this is like proper open world apparently so i think that has the potential to be amazing but at the same time that could be a yeah that could be a big big flop who, who knows like anything but I, you know i think that one's the one that's gonna that's gonna teeter on the edge a little bit so yeah outlaws number two what's your your third and final one it is mandalorian the next season season four um just Less for the Mandalorian, because I think, sadly, we might have passed the time of it being a, a a wandering Mandalorian out in the universe with his little uh, his little buddy. I think it's... Uh, I, th I mean, I don't know. But I, I just feel it's probably just going to be a Mandoverse thing now. I just think it might be a bit... Here's where Ahsoka comes back. And, you know, I just, I just feel like it will set up the Heir to the Empire stuff more than we expect just because that's the way things have been going. So 
It's funny because I am looking forward to that. On one hand, I want that because it's like, okay, we may as well just max out on that world stuff now. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, season one was really good when it was just, let's go and do something a bit different. Um, so I'm a little bit torn on that one, but that I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. Yeah, cool. I was going to put down season four, Mando, but then I wasn't sure if it's been confirmed for next year or not. This, it's not on the slate. That's a good point, actually. To go out. So uh, like you, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it for those reasons as well. But I don't know. I th- we were meant to get Andor season two at the end of next yeah. year. May have put that as well, but again, it's not confirmed. So we can only go with what old Lucasfilm was saying. But that's a good one, dude. And my final one uh, are some Star Wars books. So I'm looking forward to a couple of comics, you know, those hyperspace ones for uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Yeah, I think they're yeah, really cool, yeah. Those graphic novels. And then two books which look really cool. Uh, the Glass Abyss, which is a, a deep dive into Windu, which I think is going to be a good one. And then The Living Force by John Jackson That Miller. one does sound very interesting. Think, yeah, I think that's going to be a belter Is that well. like the one that's just about so, pre-Phantom Menace? Like just about that time? Yeah. Sound. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be very, very cool, that one. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a bunch of... There'll be like... We'll probably pick up... We really should do that Star Wars Book Club podcast because we go through at least a book a month for Star Wars, right? At least one between us. So maybe a nerd podcast thing more. Maybe a teaser for that coming up. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be a, a whole a whole slew of Star Wars books as usual out next year. But those ones in particular have got my, got my interest, which is good. So, okay. Some cool stuff there coming up on the old Star Wars front for next year. And uh, on that note, dude, I think we will end 2023 and episode 203. Dude, it's been awesome to have a bit of a a bit of a tangenty chat on uh, on Star Wars and the related stuff. Although we talk we talk about you know other stuff here, like DC stuff and Marvel and, and all that stuff. It is kind of related because it's uh, you know it's like big franchise talk and it's all related stuff. So I love talking about all that stuff uh, as well. And then some really cool stuff that we have experienced this year and some great things to look forward to next year. So, dude, it's been awesome to chat through on the last step of this year yeah it's been badass man it's been a good year uh, a lot of fun Star Wars stuff more to come next year but yeah Merry Christmas to everyone thank you to all of our supporters uh, we really really appreciate you guys and thank you for all the interactions uh, from you lot as well so really really appreciate you and a Merry Christmas to everybody indeedy yes I will echo that a big big thank you to all of you that have listened and interacted on the socials and whatnot, and especially our supporters who have uh who have some of us been with us for ages we've got some new biz this year it's been very very cool to have your your support it's good to know that we bring a bit of relief to your week to chat about some star wars nonsense which is great uh, and speaking of that if you are not following or subscribing to spark of rebellion yet make sure you do that in your preferred podcast app just do a search for us you'll find us there or you can listen online sparkrebellion.com uh, get involved on the socials too just do a search for spark rebellion and if you want to support us if you want to chuck us some beer money then you can do that over at sparkofrebellion.com forward slash support and uh, once again big thank you to our supporters for that so until next year and next episode have a very good safe and happy christmas and remember the force will be with you always <laughs>